0: Welcome back to the podcast. Damn, you're tall. I am one of your hosts, Felicia, aka Fifi J, along with Graham, aka Still Sir. Reads a lot because I'm not going to change it now. But yes, welcome back to the pod. We got a few things we want to talk about today, but we're starting off again. Well, actually, we're starting off with something a little bit different. Uh, we're filming this actually on June ter, not 13th.
1: June 13th.
0: <laughs> Let me read. <laughs> you can just keep this in now we are filming this on sunday which is juneteenth and father's day so happy father's day out there to all the dads my dad and happy juneteenth to all the black people out there
1: i'm doing the fist thing i do both fists they have my feet
0: oh god so yes it is a double whammy this year for uh juneteenth it just got uh its holiday recognized as a federal holiday last year so
1: And Felicia made sure to get a cake for the occasion. The cake had Happy Father's Day on top and then Happy Juneteenth on bottom, which they did in uh, uh, red, black, green, so the Ethiopian slash African colors.
0: Uh, yes. And Graham's like, Oh, I didn't know they did that. I was like, I told them to do that. <laughs> they would have not done that. They would have just put in the same font as like the happy father's day on top.
1: Well, yeah, because somebody had to go in there and write it in three different colors because they, they did it in vertical lines. So part of the words were in each color.
0: Yep. So I told them to do that. Um, if you want to go ahead and take a look at that picture, I think Graham posted it on his Facebook.
1: I posted it on our Instagram.
0: Okay, so on the the podcast Instagram. So if you want to go ahead and take a look at that. So yes, that is the special announcement. Uh, By the time you're listening to this, it will be Saturday. So (laughs) a whole nother day.
1: So so yeah, I hope you enjoyed your Father's Day because all of us have fathers. Um, And then if you are of the melanated persuasion.
0: Or a father figure in your life doesn't have to necessarily be your biological father.
1: All of us have fathers. Not all of us have dads. Okay, there you go. Yeah, um, and then, uh, yeah, and hopefully you celebrated uh, freedom, because freedom is good.
0: Yes, I didn't learn about Juneteenth until, like, out of school, so, yeah, that's that's crazy. I didn't learn about Juneteenth until I moved to Alabama. Yeah, that's insane. So, along with that, we have at the top of the show... We got Gen Con. I'm going to be doing this pretty much every podcast. Super <laughs> so people going to get sick of it. That's too bad. It's my damn podcast. I can do whatever I want.
1: No, it's exciting. We got, um, we got some more news about what's going on, for one thing. Supposedly, we're going to be taking Whitney with us.
0: Yeah, Whitney, if you're listening to this, you better get your ticket for Saturday and Sunday.
1: Yeah, so she'll be coming with us. Um, she's excited about the art section because they always have a well not last year was a, a different was different but they like to have a big section where people can rent a uh, little booth and sell their art and then rent a booth as other books i think she's really excited to see some of the arts uh, a lot of it's painting but uh but anyways a lot of the, the artists that are there that do um and then she's she asked do they have star trek stuff and i was sort of like oh oh whitney yes yes they have star trek stuff and we might wind up taking some of our player, uh some of the players from the Tuesday night game.
0: No, really? You didn't tell me about that. Well, not,
1: uh, there's, there's still some question about that. I don't. I know they're interested in it, but they also have a whole lot of other stuff going on, so who knows, but,
0: you know. I mean, this is a nice convention that it's, like, not too far from Anderson, because it's only, like, a about an hour drive to get to downtown. And, like, You don't have to pay to stay anywhere. Like, you can just come right back home, so that's the great part. I mean,
1: I I imagine staying in in a hotel would be kind of an experience in and of itself because many could stay to, like, the midnight games and stuff like that.
0: Yeah, there's literally something going on for, like, 24 hours that whole weekend. Like, every... Like, they have stuff going on at, like... Like, who's staying there at, like, five in the morning? Like, nerds are partying. This is their one weekend. Well, I mean, I know I've
1: talked to a couple nerds in my life that this is their big thing every year this is what they save up their extra money for this is what they put all their time into everything else you'll like um, you know for like cosplayers this is their big i won't say (sighs) i want to say coming out that's the wrong word but this is their big like this is where you really get to show off your costume that you spend all the time on
0: this is like nerd essence fest (laughs) yeah yeah kind of (laughs) <laughs> they get to show out and just get, like, party and get drunk and eat LARPing pizza. Oh, God. What was the pizza that they had? Last year, it was ranch and pickle. I think it's the same thing with something added on. It's, like, ranch pizza with, like, bacon bits and pickles.
1: Uh, why ranch pizza?
0: Yeah, that it didn't say. Oh, I didn't even say how many days. It's 46 days from this Sunday that we're recording this podcast. So, it's going to be, like, 40 39 by the time you guys listen to this
1: yeah and uh and then also Sun King brewery puts out a special beer every year so i don't know what it is
0: yeah i don't know either but there's a lot of uh, downtown is just taken over by nerds like lucas oil like we said this before lucas oil stadium was taken by nerds it wasn't last year because it was we were well we're still in the panini but more so last year um but this year because it was in september it was. It's back in its regular time frame of August, so we get to have that whole stadium full of nerds playing where big manly men play yes, and knock norm- heads together. <laughs> yeah,
1: normally big manly men run, run into each other and injure themselves for life.
0: Okay, when you put it like that. But yes, I just want to have that countdown.
1: How is that not an accurate description of football?
0: I mean, you still get paid millions of dollars to knock your heads together, so...
1: Still, still my statement stands.
0: Anyway... So we had a critique, I guess, from your brother.
1: Which was appreciated. Uh, he made some he made some good points. Hey, what I criticism is useful if delivered properly.
0: I didn't say anything. And he said, you know, about our podcast. Like, there's 50 million different podcasts, and you have to have something to separate yourself. And I am a professional athlete, so I've done things that people don't normally get to do, and Graham was a journalist, he's a adventurer, photographer, does games, he does a lot of stuff. So we both travel, but um, the criticism was, like, we need something to, like, stand out from a part of our podcast. So I am going to try and add, like, little stories, I guess, here and there about, like, my travels, about what I do. So the one I want to do today is when I went to Rome for a Diamond League meet, and this was, like, back in 2000, and I want to say, like, seventeen. Or sixty, I can't remember the exact day.
1: <laughs> In my brother's defense, he was more saying that what was more interesting is um, our uniqueness. In part two, he's got the unfair thing. He's like, well, I can always just call you. I was like, yeah, well, the podcast, not everybody who listens to the podcast, just call us up and ask us what's going on. But Rome was interesting because I and
0: my brother had already been there before Felicia went. Anyway, so my story is... Like, people always ask, you know, I, I didn't do, like, track after, like, after college. Like, you know, I got to fly on planes. I I flew on plane before I went to college. But, um, like, I would have never gone outside the country, I feel like. Like, track has given me a lot of experience, like, outside of traveling and all that experience. And people always are like, oh, you know, I said, like, I was going to Brazil this year. Like, oh, what are you going to see? I was actually there for a week, which is rare to do stuff. Like, when I was in Rome, I had, like, two days. <laughs> to be able because I had never been to Rome before when I found out I was like all right and they're like here's your ticket you can fly out the day before the meet you come back right after so I was like okay I'm not gonna have any time to see anything because people always think oh you're gonna be able to see all the coliseum and all this stuff I was like no I'm barely if I get to eat a meal there that's not provided like go outside um but we were all like at the meet I forgot who was there uh, I think it was Brittany Crew and the Danny Bunch um and michelle was there we all took an uber and it was it was tight quarters because we're all shop putters um trying to get out of the meet not waiting on the bus because the bus takes us to and from the meet but we would have to wait like two hours after that and i was like i ain't about to do that like hey i'll get the uber you guys will just pay me back later so we can leave and like go see stuff because this was like the only opportunity we're all leaving in the morning the bus takes us to the airport like early in the morning that morning so we're traveling. We're getting out there. We don't even take a shower. We just throw our stuff in our room, grab our wallets, get another Uber. We go downtown just to see, like, the fountains, the Coliseum. And we got to see it at night, which was pretty cool.
1: The Coliseum at night is uh, pretty spectacular in appearance, even though it's... Well, the Coliseum looks very different than it used to.
0: Yeah, but um, we didn't get to see it, of course, during the day, because by the time you get there, like, you're tired. You're jet-lagged. <laughs> like, you're trying to make sure you don't fall asleep because you have to compete the next day so you have to try and like walk around eat and not like lay down in your bed but anyway we go there we see the coliseum i got all the pictures on my phone but that was like the main thing i wanted to see we saw some fountains i don't even remember what they were but i was just like i want to just see old things so i was like oh this this we're just like oh what about this and there was like some festival going on and of course when we get to the coliseum it's like everybody's taking pictures of it and everything but like That's pretty much it. Like, we have a quick turnaround. Unless you're staying out there to compete in another meet, and then you'll be there. Because they're usually, uh, pretty much meets are back to back to back. Like, you're traveling from one, like, city to the next. If you're staying in Europe doing, like, that little circuit. But if you're not, like, say you're going, like, I've been to China. Well, that's, like, a whole day of just traveling itself on the plane. Because it's, like, 12 hours or something like that. And you don't go to China like that. You just go there for one meet and then you come back home. So, yeah, that's that's what traveling is like. It's very quick turnaround. So you don't really get to see all that much unless you're staying on the circuit. Like, I think I stayed in China um, or like Asia, I guess, for a couple weeks because there was a few meets like in China. And they're like, it's too expensive. It'd be cheaper just to keep you here and we'll pay for your hotel than fly you back. And I was like there for like two weeks and I was like, I'm so tired because <laughs> there really wasn't that much to do either. Cause China doesn't have like, you know, YouTube, Instagram, all that stuff.
1: Well, we should, we should hold on to the China stories and then do a little, I think do a little bit more with Rome. What did you, what did
0: you like about the Coliseum? Um, we didn't get to go inside, but like, um, just like it was big. It was a lot bigger than I thought. Like when I went to go see the statue of Liberty, I thought it was huge. Cause it was always on TV and I was, I was like, Oh, it's smaller than I thought. <laughs> But this thing, it was, it was pretty big. And it was really cool when it was like lit up at night.
1: The Colosseum as it is now is not, I don't think, technically a ruin, but it's close enough because after the Roman Empire Christianized, they stripped all the marble off because it used to have, the, the entire exterior used to be marble. And there were statues all over the place, and there was big awnings. But was it what lit up with colored lights when you were there?
0: Uh, no, they were just like the white light. Okay,
1: but yeah, it helps establish just how big the structure is. and I do think a lot of a lot of people are like, we couldn't build anything like that today. The Romans were cheaping out where they could just as much as we do today. Like a modern arena won't last 2,000 years because it's got all this internal framework. The Romans did the same thing. All of the stuff you see now is the internal framework because all of the, the decorative stuff has been stripped off. So, but anyways, it's, it's too bad you didn't go, go inside because at some point they put a little walkway that lets you walk out into the middle of the, um, competing area because the Coliseum as it is now, it used to have a wood floor and then underneath it was this big network of tunnels and cages and stuff like that. So they could do cool stuff like lift a lion up to release on the gladiators, just like straight up through the floor and stuff like that
0: oh that sounds pretty but yeah we we just kind of like walked around the city there was a lot of people and it was like nice i think we um i don't remember if we got something to eat i don't even remember if i ate because we left so quickly (laughs) i think we may have stopped and got like a pizza or maybe some pasta or something i just remember when i was coming back because we were there for not a short period of time but basically all we ate was pasta And your parents picked me up because I was, like, staying with them. I think I had to go somewhere else at that point. Like, I was staying there. Then I had to fly out somewhere else in, like, two days. So, I just stayed up there to fly out of Chicago. And your parents were like, oh, we made pasta. And I was like, what? (laughs) I was just in, like, Italy. And they were like, we didn't think about that. And I was like, yeah, I don't want any more pasta. Because I was, like, there for, like, two and a half days. And that's basically what we had to eat. Okay, I'm not going to complain. It was nice having pasta there, so, but still.
1: I had an incredible calzone when I was there that I'm still seeking. Oh, also, of course, gelato, but
0: But yeah, that's that's pretty much it. Like uh I have a lot more like stories about like China and stuff and the worst meat I ever competed in was I think in like Italy. <laughs> But it wasn't in Rome. I'll tell that story later. Tell that story later. Yeah, I'm not going to tell it here. But, yeah, so that's what it's like being a professional. Everybody's like, oh, I get to, like, see all these. Like, I do appreciate, like, oh, you know, I don't have to pay. I I get flown out to do a job for, like, an hour and hopefully make money and I get to see cool places. So that's pretty neat. But it's also a takeaway because I don't get to, like, explore the city as much as I want to. So it's like a give and take thing. So. That's one of the the stories I have, at least my experience. I I don't know if it's changed so much, but from when I was like heavily on the circuit, it was like you're like bam, 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 here, there, go, quick, leave.
1: Yeah, I yeah, and then Rome wasn't one of them, but I remember the China one was when we were when we were dating. It was <laughs> you're like trapped in China behind the Great Wall of China, as it, as it were.
0: The yeah, fireworks. I never did get to go see, oh, yeah, the firewall. I never did get to go see the Great Wall. I was like, oh. dang it. What
1: I'm going to discuss is some of my gaming stories, specifically the story of Four Pillars out in Kona, Kailua, Kona, Hawaii, which I went, I was, here you know, I was working at the, the newspaper, kind of kind of lonely, not really knowing what to do. You know, I would go to the beach pretty regularly, but, yeah. You know, I, I wasn't gonna just start walking up to people at the beach, and be like,
0: "Hey, how you doing? You want to be my friend?" Yeah, if you want to seem like a weirdo.
1: Yeah, exactly. So, um, I, <laughs> I was at the bowling alley getting my dinner because the best, <laughs> the best plate lunch on that side of the island was the bowling alley. And I was asking around about. I'm pretty sure I was asking about places to play magic because I knew that would be an easy way in. And they're like, "Oh yeah, there's a shop upstairs." I was like, what the heck? So I go upstairs and there's the Four Pillars Hobby Shop. Apparently they had just pretty recently moved in there because I was checking in on some of the, my facts before I told this story that they um, they just really opened that year. And I was just kind of hanging out. I bought some Tragic the Gathering, excuse me, Magic the Gathering cards. And I was just kind of hanging out up there because I found that it's, it's an activity you can do with nerds. And you spend enough time and you develop a player base, in those context. I've been out there for a while, and I had been going for a couple weeks with my D and D stuff, just trying to get something started. And in walks two guys who just—they're kind of like uh, uh, uh. One of them was like, as and they asked around. I was like, "Oh yeah, I just need to play D and D." And one of them was like, "Yeah, we just kind of figured it out we'd try it. We came down here, and I played with them for the entirety of my time out there. So yeah, that was." uh pretty welcoming for a nerd community who in Sam worked together to create a very nice place. I understand now that they've moved and I I'm I'm amazed that Four Pillars has survived through the Rona. because they um they like a lot of hobby shops depended heavily on Magic the Gathering sales and Magic the Gathering events. They couldn't do those, but they're still doing them. They have a Patreon now. It, that's what I'll do. I'll sign up for their Patreon, Felicia.
0: Wait, the shop here or the four pillars? Four pillars. Oh, really? They have a Patreon have well, a there's Patreon. their content.
1: Um. One of them was more hours, like they like they have like special hours you can come in. That was part of it. Um, a Discord. They did have one. They had one level where it was five hundred dollars a month. Whoa. And, but what? it actually I, I i it makes a lot of sense what it is is basically you're paying them five hundred dollars a month through patreon and then they're giving you five hundred dollars and then that's basically five hundred dollars in store credit
0: I guess well, they really didn't I don't remember them ever really selling too much stuff I just remember magic i I just usually i just usually like came down and play D and D. I didn't really like look around that shop so.
1: Right. Yeah, they they were largely a, a magic shop. But they did they did put some uh video game uh systems
0: in there for a while.
1: Yeah, I saw those. Yeah. Did um I think did you play some while you were there too?
0: Uh I don't think so. Not in there. Okay. The shop in Robinson I did.
1: Yeah, that was so that that was four pillars and that was kind of what reinforced me that you just hang around playing magic and making it clear that you're not actually interested in playing magic. You want to play D and D. We did do technically do adventures league, although I don't adventures league, which is a uh, organized play format for Dungeons and Dragons, where you can theoretically take your character from campaign to campaign. Um, we ran that there. Uh, although I don't think we ever had more than two GMs, me and one other person. So that was, that was kind of a little weird. It was nice. We had a good time. Uh, Felicia managed to show up for two campaign conclusions. So she got a million XP on her on her dude.
0: Yeah. <laughs> J.T. Leaf.
1: Queen Stabber of the Stabbers.
0: Halfling. Rogue. I thought you, didn't you always insist she was a hobbit regardless? Yes, I always called her a hobbit. And you're like, that's trademarked. I was like, too bad. I'm using hobbit. <laughs>
1: And then and then, from after that point on, whenever she do JT Leaf, I'd have to work in somehow how there were hobbits in the setting, which typically involved uh, mystic portals from Lord of the Rings to whatever setting we were in.
0: Okay. So, we watched a movie.
1: <laughs> I mean, I guess technically it's a movie. Really, I would call it more of an ongoing filmed train wreck than a movie.
0: And... I didn't think we were going to talk about it. I thought I was just going to watch it because, well, spoiler alert, Graham got a new job. Yay. Round of (laughs) applause. Add the. (sighs) You do such a good job. We don't need to add anything in. Anyway. Yeah. So Graham got a new job and this is like two weeks ago by now you're listening to this. He just found out (laughs) on Thursday this week or last week by the time you listen to this. But I was watching. I I was like sitting. We had to drive downtown for like the in-face interview. And I was sitting downtown and I was like, I didn't have anything. I didn't want to like, you know, listen to the radio the whole time. And I was like, oh, let me see what I downloaded. And I had Medea's Homecoming. Now, hear me out while I was watching this. I heard it on the read that it was so bad and it was ridiculous. I was like, I have to watch it now. (laughs) Because, you know, I like a good, bad movie. This one was just bad and stupid. But... I started watching like the first fifteen minutes, and I was like, "You know what? I'm gonna turn this into content. I'll make Graham watch it." <laughs> I had to suffer through the first fifteen minutes twice. I don't want to hear it.
1: That's still that's entirely on you. We could have watched like a real movie,
0: or we could have watched Seven Samurai again or something. I mean, this was a real movie. It was uh, no. in Tyler Perry Studios.
1: I refuse to call this a, a an actual movie.
0: Did Did you want to go ahead and read off the IMDb before I do this? A very tight summary, because on the Wikipedia page, this thing is, like, literally the whole movie. Like, I'm going to have to, like, summarize this down. But go ahead, Graham.
1: Medea. So, uh, with Medea, writer, director, stars, uh, cook, outside fireman, it's all Tyler Perry.
0: Um, the craft chef. <laughs> the uh,
1: stars are listeners, Tyler Perry, Casey Davis, and David Mann. Um, which are part of just like his core team, and then and we were so confused because Gabrielle Dennis was on it. We're like, what? Yeah, That's- when I saw that, I was like, what is she doing in this? <laughs> I mean, it it makes sense. It's, I mean, she is a comedian, but it was just kind of like, wait a minute, what? This, this woman has been in other things. Um, I'm gonna read the summary, either on, on be just to get a comparison. Medea's back, hallelujah. And she's not putting up any nonsense, <laughs> with any nonsense as family drama erupts at her great-grandson's college celebration.
0: Medea, what was that again?
1: <laughs> Medea's back. Hallelujah. <laughs> and she's not putting up with any nonsense as family drama, drama erupts at her great-grandson's college graduation celebration. <laughs> what?
0: <laughs> hallelujah. Just the way you said it. Oh my god. Is there an exclamation point after that?
1: No, actually. Oh,
0: really? Um,
1: and there's only there's only four tags, which is the Medea tag, college, Georgia, USA, and character name and title. So, <laughs> what? So clearly people really care about this movie even though there's like a 20 uh, 19 trivia items. Because somebody sat down and did the math about how old Medea's kids were.
0: Really? I was like, why? Well, we'll get into that later. But let me get into the summary of a summary of a plot. Before we get into, I have some notes. I took notes on this. But, okay. In Atlanta, Georgia, Mr. Brown, David Mann, is getting ready to make barbecue. He starts putting too much gasoline. Joe, Tyler Perry, confronts Brown about how he doesn't listen Joe then goes into the kitchen where Medea's played also by Tyler Perry, is... And through the window, they see Brown setting himself on fire and ends up burning a tree in front of the yard Medea just planted.
1: Why did they describe that? That was just an opening gag. Like, that whole thing didn't have anything to do with the rest of the movie. The, the Mr. Brown character was barely in it. Why did they... Anyways. Also, why is this movie? Uh, just as a general statement.
0: Why is this movie, yo okay meanwhile other family members are getting ready for tim brandon black's college graduation celebration later cora uh, i think it's tammy tamula man i guess comes up to medea's house you can see i don't really watch medea movies comes to medea's house with groceries and then starts talking about how the riots caused many of their place in their neighborhood to get burned down um soon laura gabrielle dennis arrives and her friend sylvia geneva mc crown i guess um who was her lawyer during her divorce
1: yes uh again we have a lawyer character in for kind of no reason i don't know if Tyler either actually for or against lawyers but he does seem to reference lawyers a lot as seen in that stupid fatal whatever movie
0: let me read a little bit more before we get into this uh, let me try and summarize this later on tim and his friend davi um Aisha backer isha backer Join the mix along with Tim's aunt, Ellie Candace Mc, uh, Maxwell, who is wearing her police uniform and Joe confronts her about and tells her to get rid of that police uniform, adding that the police are criminals. She refuses, but later takes off her police uniform um, to make him stop complaining about it. I don't know why they added
1: that. I don't know why they added it. Also, it was later, like distinctly later in time, because the first time it was like she just showed up straight off of work and happened to be in her police uniform. And the other one was was distinctly later in time. She shows up, she does the police uniform. Uh, this, the Uncle whatever character, whatever that name is, Leo. Uncle Joe character was completely irrelevant. Really stupid. But they did have some fun when they dressed Tyler Perry up in just a whole bunch of black rights.
0: <laughs> yeah, we'll get to that. I'm going to skip over this one little, like, sentence they have on here talking about how they suspect the two boys are gay. That That's basically summing it up. Well, the,
1: the thing is, yeah, the... The thing was is that they actually did a pretty good job of setting up that the grand great grandson was going to come out as gay, and the implication was he was gay with his roommate.
0: Yeah, that that basically sums up that paragraph. At the party, Agnes Brown, um, which is Brandon O'Carroll, it's like a um, another guy in drag, I think. Yes, another, yes, it, another it was another drag. guy in drag. He's an Irish actor, I believe, and her daughter, Kathy Jennifer gibney they're married in real life arrive after a rude gesture doing the wakanda forever salute thinking her hosts are true africans cora slams the door in her face but gives them a second chance opening it again confessed or confused by by why they are in the house as well as why Agnes is making a joke about Medea's size Medea grabs her and her scarf flips her up and starts threatening her but Dobby explains that it's Agnes his great aunt when she noticed everyone silently starting staring at her suspiciously Agnes says why do you all look like you have your knickers in a bunch but Medea and Joe bam bam and everyone else mishears knickers for knickers <laughs> But she explains that knickers are underwear, even though as far as lifting, or even going as far as lifting up their skirt, showing up her knicker.
1: Yeah, that was, man, whoever wrote this is just a really bad writer. I mean, both the person who wrote the movie, which is Tyler Perry, and whoever wrote this, this description. Because, yeah, she says, don't get your knickers in a bunch. They mishear it, and then comedy ensues. And that's how that entire thing can be described. And it's concluded by her showing off her underwear.
0: Okay, and this next paragraph is just talking a blatant product placement to help pay for this movie, which is they go to a scene at Red Lobster. Oh, yeah,
1: oh yeah. there's this crane over flight or something like that of a Red Lobster. Then they go inside, and they just have a normal restaurant scene. I don't even remember what happens in it, but they make sure the final shot of the movie is these luscious plates of Red Lobster food are put out, completely irrelevant to the scene, and clearly just crammed in ahead of the cut to make the agreement with Red Lobster to be in the movie.
0: Yeah, like, that whole scene, and they have like, another, like, about Black Lives Matter and all that stuff, and he comes in with all his, like, quote-unquote, black shit with pins and stuff like that. But that scene where they were just showing the food, I was like, it doesn't even look good. (laughs) And it was so short, like, and that was part of it, it,
1: is it was not threaded into the scene. Like, they could have done something earlier where They served a character and the character kept talking and then the food was on screen. No, uh, someone comes in, puts the food down in front, they cut away to the next scene.
0: Yeah, that's pretty much it. And there's, I don't know why this person is like summarizing, like writing this whole movie. They have another scene when they come back home. uh, His dad is there. Right. And there's, okay, I'll I'll talk about the transitions and when we... Let's talk about transitions now. In this movie, there are like three or four of these transitions that don't make sense because they only happen like in the first like half towards the end half of the movie. And then one towards the end.
1: It feels like the editor for these first ones just like discovered that was an option in their editing software and like a, a high schooler learning a program just got carried away with using it.
0: Yes. Because it's like when they go back after from Red Lobster this random man slides into the picture at Red Lobster and then other like a couch slides in there's something else it's like they're sliding in to transition I was like that was dumb because it didn't happen at any other time besides another one where they slid the woman in and then they did they did that twice and then at the end it was like that basketball's like right. where the. Basketball come from and then there's a whole bunch of bouncing to transition.
1: Well yeah, what it was is he was he was out playing basketball before he had this conversation. And yeah, they just have the basketball fault and then just a fountain of C- very clearly CGI basketball is just falling in front of the camera.
0: Yeah, I oh my gosh. All right, let me summarize the summary. Uh basically they all um kind of like ahead at this one part where um he's the, the son is basically coming out as he's gay. And they're like, oh, we already knew that. <laughs>
1: yeah, Which I thought actually was a surprisingly well done scene where there's the whole family just kind of like, eh, yeah, uh, we, we knew. Uh, that's good. We still love you. Um, and then they just move on to eating. Uh, it was at a barbecue scene. So they just move on to eating barbecue. I was like, oh, I mean, not, I'm not a gay man. But that's. I, no, this that. was like after the Red Lobster. I did forget. So, yeah, this, is, this is after the Red Lobster. But I would say like that actually matches some of the descriptions of coming of underwhelming coming out I've heard of just eh,
0: okay I did skip a part where the ex-husband who was like basically uh, took all the woman's money and she was all struggling and they were trying to help her because Medea makes like I spent $34 oh in yeah something says that was like a running gag in the movie to help that baby put that baby through college
1: and that, and that then gives me the ability to comment on that baby going through college yeah that was that was one of those lines that was clearly much funnier in the writer's room than it was on screen. Yeah. Excuse me. The writer's room.
0: Tyler Perry. But anyway, when his dad comes and they're like, why did you invite him? She pulls out a gun, shoots the air. And the, the Irish women are like, we gotta go. I was like, okay, that was kind of (laughs) fun. When she pulls out the gun and like shoots in the air and the dad's like, Oh shit. He's like, you know, trying to be friendly. And they're like, nah, but Okay. That was like before the coming out scene. Uh, Mr. Brown basically took marijuana and there was another little scene that.
1: The Irish, the old Irish lady gets high and then becomes addicted to marijuana is like a huge overdone section of this movie. Because Medea had some
0: uh, edibles in her purse that somebody took out. I do want to say this part because this one was actually kind of funny. It was stupid. But funny. It it lasted a little too long. Later that night, Laura Ellie discussed what happened with Richard and Sylvia. Basically, they came out and said they were together, and I was like, Oh, I called that. I was like, She's probably dating him because okay. If you, I'm sidetracking here, if you ever see Boondocks there's a like they um a lost episode they only aired once because it was making fun of Tyler Perry and <laughs> in there it's like a running gag it's like I'm dark-skinned and bald so he's like the meme guy he's like I'm light-skinned and I was like yeah that kind of tracks the light-skinned guy's a good guy the dark bald guy dark-skinned bald guy's a mad guy's like yeah that kind of tracks if you haven't seen it's on HBO Max hashtag not sponsored you can go see it all those are episodes are up there it's in the four season which isn't the best season but yeah I was like oh yeah that kind of tracks but um, what happened, Richard and Sylvia? And Medea comes out and tells them a made-up story about when her roommate Rosa Parks allegedly stole her boyfriend in 1955, inadvertently starting a Montgomery bus boycott in the civil rights uh, that civil rights
1: movement. Was actually funny. That skit was actually funny. It starts out uh, for well, one thing that was made, really made it funny is it's it's Medea, the Medea character, dressed up in 50s clothes with a old-timey picture of the Medea character on the wall.
0: That shit, <laughs> that was funny. Because it's just like an old, like, 1900s picture of just Tyler Perry just, like, <laughs> like not smiling.
1: It was actually a funny little skit where she comes home and you know as the viewer that her friend, she doesn't call her Rose, she calls her Rose or something. No, she doesn't call her Rosa.
0: Yeah, she's like, Rose? Rose?
1: And then she, and then she realizes that Rose is out fleeing with her, uh, it's out with her with her man and then that that triggers the whole thing and it was actually kind of funny and then there's a scene where she's yelling and she stabs the tire and then she pulls out her iphone to get a photo of her and rosa park
0: that shit i think the funniest part <laughs> was just how rosa parks you know how that classic scene where rosa Parks is just sitting on a, like the bus and she's not looking <laughs> it's like rosa i see or rose i see you i see you on the bus and like the bus driver's just sitting there like, he is not moving at all, and she stabs the tire. the tire, and he just goes down with the bus, and then Rosa Parks is just sitting there just like, la, 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 not moving, not saying a word, and I was like, dying because of her face, and then, you know, she pulls out the, first of all, she pulled out a gun.
1: Oh, yeah, she pulled out a Glock, and I was like, alright, I was like, is this some sort of like an, an, an intentional anachronism, and then she
0: pulls out a
1: freaking iphone
0: yeah she pulls out like an iphone from like this year. i was like okay that was kind of funny but it did go on a little bit too long She's like, i'm gonna I, it, like i think he was kind of like was it ad-libbing mm-hmm. i think kind of like riffing on it a little bit and i was like they could have cut it like right there because that was actually pretty funny i enjoyed it's it stupid but it was funny uh i think the best part was rosa parks the actress was just sitting there in that mm-hmm. picture in that- background. <laughs> uh but yes that that bit was that was funny all right. The next morning, Agnes comes to Medea, comes to Medea's house to apologize for the way she acted previously ev- in the previous evening, and asks if she has some more chocolate-covered marijuana. Medea, ex- Medea had explained that energetic sensation she had left in the morning. Medea reveals that she has her very own recipe and is willing to give her give it to Agnes. As they start hearing inappropriate music nearby, Cardi B's "Wap." Uh, the suspect. Cardi B's "Wap." That's what it says on here. It's Cardi B making this. I just gonna say, and suspects it is from Tim and Dolly playing that the music, that the music is actually playing from Bam's phone at the barbecue. Tensions rise as Richard and Sylvia come back for some reason. Like I know that's his dad, but why? After all that, they almost gotten a whole last fight. But Medea comes out in time. Ta- in the same time, Joe, uh, subs- suspect whatever predicts. All hell is going to break loose. Davi starts to get angry with Richard, which confuses some of the family members. This result in the fist fight, Richard ends up hitting Laura by accident. Davi asks her if she's okay calling her baby. Davi explains that he has been seeing Laura for the past two years, which angers some of the family members, including Tim. Davi even goes as far as to propose to Laura as she declines the offer, which I thought that was really dumb after he just got in a fight. Yeah yeah so that whole thing i uh, what <laughs> like this whole it, there's so much stuff going on i was like why are they having a barbecue before his graduation that's the thing i was caught up i was like screw the fight I was like what is this mm-hmm. what kind of people have a barbecue before your graduation that's supposed to be after you graduate that's why i was like did he graduate already i'm confused
1: yeah yeah there's was, there's was a couple barbecue slash outside eating instances that was a little weird
0: okay let me just sum this last one up or the second the last one basically they got together because tim uh left her when he was waiting on they got closer together um in college and they've been seeing each other and he left them like on weekends he would be like oh i'm going to be out of town he'd be going to see his mom that's basically um this last little part and medea gives her like a speech about let your mom live and she loves that boy and all this even though he's like 12 years younger than her and blah blah blah
1: 13 according to this completely unnecessary trivia element here oh like 13 which isn't even that bad it really isn't that big of a gap I mean if he was out of college I think it would be different I think we would be less irritated by it but when you're in college you're definitely in a different life stage than when you're out of college
0: yeah you're more adult so that whole thing happens after the graduation is over the family goes over to congratulate tim and davi where tim told davi that he approves of having a relationship with his mom even though that i was like ah look dude i'm a grown man i can see your mom if i want to davi gets on one knee and proposes again to laura she finally says yes after seeing how in love davi is with laura agnes agrees agnes gives her blessing to stay and explains that her grandfather won't even know wouldn't know wouldn't need to know this. Revealing that they're that he's in prison and sleeping sleeping with sheep. That was in a hotel. Yeah. Um after that, Agnes and Kathy get ready to leave to get back to Ireland. When Agnes goes to say goodbye to Medea again. Like that whole little thing, like Medea was just up there asleep. I was like, me not want to come down? And like Joe was just gone from this half of the movie.
1: Joe, the Joe character was really only in the first third of the movie at most. It was completely unnecessary. Then again, they needed to bloat up this runtime with something.
0: Definitely didn't need it. Uh and thanks her for the recipe. During the conversation, Agnes asked Medea to come visit Ireland, which was JC which makes me think that um She's going to spin off and Medea does Europe because they basically just said yeah, that. Yeah, they,
1: they all but had Medea turn and look directly at the camera and say, Coming in 2024,
0: and like winking at it. And there was also another little running gag that happened a couple of times Medea confessing, uh, confusing Iran for Ireland. She's like, Yeah, Iran. She's like, Ireland. She's like, that, That's what I said. That's what I said. And it's just like, Okay, whatever. The whole movie um it says you can't go back wait the whole movie and says she can't go back because there's too much sand that there oh it's too much sand i was like wait what uh medea and agnes say their goodbyes one last time and as she leaves ending the movie and (sighs) oh my god do you have anything to say before i read this last little bit
1: no go ahead and read the
0: last piece as a credits role, Medea dresses up as Beyonce and parodies the 2018 performance at Coachella, singing Lift Every Voices Sing. <sighs> she then par- parodies Mary J. Blige and does this, some songs from her, by her, and, and is then the behind the scenes as Medea as Medea J. Blige. I didn't know that. Making a statement crediting musicians and others for helping this performance. And didn't they I
1: don't remember it was an HBCU. I don't remember which one had put out their um their marching band for this, too. And it was really like, oh, look at these like real i'm I'm being unfair to Tyler Perry. he put he did write, direct, produce, and put out a movie. That is a lot of work. but at the same time, to see him farting around, pretending to be beyonce, where well, you've got these marching band people performing is a little like, oh, oh, that's right. <laughs>
0: But yes, that is, like, a quick summary of this. The movie's not even that long, I don't think?
1: The movie is an hour and 45 minutes, so actually it's kind of long.
0: And basically, I think the extra, like, 10 minutes is that parody at the end. Probably. But yes, that is... I basically touched on my points oh there is like with the daughter that's a cop that is literally the first like two scenes of this movie like when they introduce her they go to red lobster i guess he was trying to hit on like the black lives matter movement and how like you know police are shooting young black people for no reason and then she's a cop and she's like well you know police are here to help like she was trying to straddle the line on both sides. And I don't think it worked.
1: And he and as Medea, he made some comment about, why are you burning down your own communities?
0: So it was, yeah. Yeah, that was like a little talking head point. And I was just like, "Medea, stay in your lane. Ain't she got like 20 million kids? How big is your family? I don't understand this.
1: I mean, yeah, Medea is a comedy character. I mean, I know she comes out of church plays, so there's like messages and stuff with her character. But she is... A comedy character not a dramatic character
0: well with this one they said uh niggers they said fuck i was like uh i didn't expect to hear that from tyler perry but i think he's trying to bust out of that church scene i know that's what got him there but i think he's trying to bust out of that now uh
1: this is once again according to our um, ever-helpful trivia that may or may not be true. Apparently it's based on Medea's farewell play due to having similar storylines, which makes me wonder how based on that play it is.
0: I have no idea. I Like I said, I've only seen two Tyler Perry things, I think. I saw Diary of a Mad Black Woman, and then I think this. So I haven't... I, I'm not caught up on the MCU. <laughs> I didn't... I didn't. I, I stole that from the <laughs> the, the um newcomers podcast there because they watched all the medea movies and they were like this is the real one of the comedians came on there is like i'm finally happy that you're doing the real mcu the medea <laughs> cinematic universe because this damn near its own cinematic universe if you think about it there's like 50 million dollar period movies so yes this this movie was bad
1: <laughs> this is another uh this will be a the second week in a row where I have a don't watch recommendation. Um, yeah. This is just not, this is, this is not, it's not fun. It's not good. It's just a whole lot of stupid stuff. And it periodically has these incredibly amateurish eight outbreaks that just really, the, the most obvious being those dumb transitions, which are some really amateurish moments that really just rip you straight out of the movie.
0: I just think like, the whole thing with I called that um the wife like lawyer friend um was like dating I was like oh they're probably going out that's why they they didn't uh like she didn't get him or she didn't get her enough money in the the like lawsuit, the divorce, and apparently you know, she finally stuck up for herself at the end of the movie and was like, oh um, I'm gonna go back to court and get the rest of the money and what was it, liable or something? Oh, I don't even remember something she is like, something that uh she was basically helping him instead of helping her own client so she's gonna like, go back and be like I'm gonna put you on blast and I'm gonna get the rest of the money that you owe me, so yeah. yeah but a lot of those scenes, like the whole black lives matter thing. That was like the first part. I guess they tried to touch on that about police. And then this, the whole plot line was like, um, them getting together and that like finally coming out that they were dating for like two years. Yeah. The,
1: the central plot line was kind of dualistic. It was both the one, the son coming out as gay and then the other and his friend and his mother coming out as being together. That was a central plot line and it did not get really the work it needed, in part because to develop that plot line, Tyler Perry would not be on screen. So I think that's the reason why it didn't get developed as much as it could be.
0: But yes, um, I'm pretty, at least the wigs weren't bad. <laughs> so that's something because, that one movie, them wigs was bad.
1: Which is so much funny for a Tyler Perry movie, you think he'd have better attention. But particularly for the fact, not only is it a Tyler Perry movie, he's in drag all the time. you think he have a lot more attention to his wigs.
0: I'm telling you, that's because Tyler Perry is basically just doing everything and no one's telling this man to stop. Like, if a joke goes on for too long, they're like, you know, maybe we should cut it here. He's like, no, nah, just just let it play. I was like, somebody's like, maybe we should cut it. No, 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 this is my Tyler... Tyler Perry TP Studios. That's me. Let it let it play. So I think he needs like, which I'm probably never going. He's like a billionaire at this point. Who's going to tell him people are still watching these? But
1: well, yeah, that's the thing. Is that to an extent, he's also he would be right to say that because he's like, look, I took this church play where the lead actress didn't show up. I did the play and I turned it in and I built on that. And I made a whole like community artistically, a whole community out of it, and you want to tell me that this joke went on too long? You know, so I guess. I mean, I kind of get it. But that doesn't mean he shouldn't have someone sitting there saying, all right, Tyler, can we cut this joke down a little bit? Maybe redo this plot line?
0: Yeah, no, like, famously, like, he doesn't have writers in his writing room, and it's just like, here's all the scripts I wrote, and he just pumps things out, like, constantly. I'm like, sometimes you might need a writer or two, like, just to hire... Just to be like, you know, pump up the scripts or pump them down or just fix things. Like, everybody needs their work corrected sometimes.
1: He needs an editor because this movie very much felt like these were the things that happened to be in Tyler Perry's head when he wrote the script and therefore they're on the screen.
0: I I will say that whole, like, Beyonce thing, that was insane. I was not expecting that. I was just like, I thought it was going to be a little blurb and I was like, it's still going. (laughs) When is it going to end? But the... (laughs) I think the funniest parts for me were the Rosa Parks scene that was funny I like the little little picture of a D in the corner <laughs> in Rosa Parks and when she shot that gun and they like freaked out and I was like okay that was funny the rest of it was all just background noise so if you just want to go to the parts like in the middle of the movie it's like black and white watch that part and that's it that's yeah. all you really need to watch yeah pretty
1: much you'll have gotten the best parts of the movie out of that
0: yeah so uh it is on Netflix. If you want to watch it, I suggest don't, don't waste your time. We, we watched it, and I will never watch it again. <laughs> so, yes. With that being said, it is that time of the podcast for Graham IDK! Oh, I just took you out for steak. You had steak. It's not my fault you keep getting chicken when we go to a steak place. I told you this. When we go to Texas Roadhouse... I get chicken tenders because I can get two meals. If someone else is paying for it, like the school, I will get a steak. That way I don't have to pay for it. It's free. Anyway, you ready for this week's word? Go ahead. Actually, it's a phrase. Go
1: off. Oh, go off. That's um, when you get like really angry and you kind of explode. You just go off.
0: Is that your final answer? Yes. See, this is where I need the little do dude, the little no, just wants to like, be a millionaire make the, music. Make the noises yourself. Be your own soundboard. Is that your final answer? Yes. Eh. <laughs> <laughs> go off. Hyping someone up or feeling yourself. Yes, Kenya. Go off. Look at the pictures on self. Wait, what? <laughs> Wait.
1: <laughs> I love it when you find
0: <laughs> I didn't read this before I <laughs> picked I just saw I was like, I picked the first. It says looking at pictures okay, I think that's supposed to be okay. I got it now. I didn't see the little like dots that says looking at pictures of yourself basically. Dang, I went off okay. I almost just said looking at pictures of self first. I didn't read it. I, I, I just now saw okay. I got it now.
1: <laughs> you doing all right, Felicia? Doing okay over there? I'm fine. <laughs> no, you're
0: not Okay. I read that correctly, so yes hyping someone up or feeling yourself go off.
1: So just do you talk. understand it now? Well, yeah, talk about how it's great like piping
0: you yourself up, I think yeah. we did that too so it's just like another way to yeah. say that so yes, you gotta start using these in your normal everyday life, Graham
1: after I said Medea's back, hallelujah, you think I'm going to use these words?
0: <laughs> your lips when you say it <laughs> I wish y'all could see it <laughs> Oh, my God. Yes. (laughs) I think that's the end. Please. (laughs) Let me stop. Please send us some questions. We are still waiting for your question at damnyourtallpod at gmail.com. Follow us. Follow the podcast at dytpod at g... Or, not gmail. (laughs) dytpod underscore on Instagram. dytpod on Twitter. Follow me, fifi underscore J. 247 on instagram and twitter i almost forgot for a second follow graham you got any new stuff
1: no i will say um or you can tell me your questions in person should you be one of the people who
0: listens to this and talks
1: to me in person which i always appreciate
0: yes so follow graham at graham d Mildred on all his socials linkedin and all that stuff so yes that is the end of this week's podcast hope you guys enjoyed it Catch you next week. Okay. Bye. Bye.